Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, November 29th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Georgia tops the college football playoff rankings heading into this weekend's slate of conference championship games, followed by Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, Missouri and Penn State in the top 10, respectively. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock was asked about the tie-breaking criteria the selection committee will use to formulate its final rankings, specifically as it relates to the potential for Alabama and Texas to be fighting over the final spot, and replied, Those tiebreaker criteria are not prioritized, so it'll be up to the judgment of each committee member which of the tiebreakers are more important to him or her. There's just no established priority for the tiebreakers. Later in the Q&A, Hancock does however point out that the goal is to select the four best teams, not the most deserving. Most deserving is not anything in the committee's lexicon. They are to rank the best teams in order, and that's what they do. Just keep that word in mind, best teams. Delaware will owe roughly $6 million to the NCAA in entry and exit fees and has so far raised around $3.5 million to fund the jump to Conference USA and FBS. Blue Hens AD Chrissy Rawak talks about the motivation for the move, FBS football really enables so much for us from a university perspective, for our student-athletes and for our community. You know, right now, we are on Flow Sports and we're competing, and the number of eyeballs that are watching us, it's healthy, but it's certainly not significant. And then as you think about being on ESPN and having ESPN Plus as a platform for our student-athletes, and ultimately our university, I mean it's 40 times what we get on Flow. Men's and women's lacrosse, men's and women's swimming and diving, field hockey, men's soccer, and rowing will not be joining CUSA, and Rawak says the department will be working relentlessly to find a conference for them that will be a great fit. She also insists the Blue Hens did their due diligence on student-athlete travel and notes the school is fortunate to be located 30 minutes from Philadelphia's airport. Travel for those student-athletes, while it's going to be different because it's going to be on planes versus buses, it's not going to put our student-athletes in a position where they have to miss more class time. It's actually going to be neutral. Michigan State AD Alan Holler explains character was the most important trait he sought in hiring a new football head coach, to be honest, the last search we did, the only time we talked to the candidates was when we flew to see them. We didn't do a lot of research. I know all these guys. I mean, I know probably six of the top coaches in the country really well, right now. And this guy, he just didn't start up here, but he just kept coming up and up. And the more I learned about him, the more I learned about his family, I knew he was our guy, we were going after a person as well. We wanted a good football coach, but there was a type of person that we wanted to bring to our community here. The Mercury News' John Wilner notes the stay ruling was issued by the Washington Supreme Court's commissioner, not the court's justices. As a result, WSU and OSU plan to appeal directly to the judges and request that they remove the stay to allow a critical preliminary injunction to take effect. At or soon after the December 12 deadline for submitting all motions in the case, the Supreme Court judges will decide whether to hear the case or send it to an appellate court. WSU and OSU have also released a statement, which reads, We are disappointed in the Washington Supreme Court Commissioner's decision to temporarily allow the departing schools to have veto power over Pac-12 board matters while they appeal the Superior Court's well-reasoned decision to grant Oregon State's and Washington State's request to govern, as the Pac-12's sole remaining members. The lawsuit is still pending, and this motion was for temporary relief pending appeal. OSU and WSU will be seeking court review of the Commissioner's decision. 
UTRGV yesterday broke ground on the $45 million, 45,000 square foot Vaqueros Performance Center. Slated to be complete by the fall of 2025, the facility will house the football program and be used by multiple sports and will include a state-of-the-art strength and conditioning facility for use by football and other athletics programs, an academic support center, a football locker room, football coaches' offices, a sports medicine facility, a team room with stadium-style seating, multiple meetings rooms, and additional office space to be used by other athletics personnel. Vaqueros AD Chase Conque stating, this is going to be a crown jewel for UTRGV and certainly for our athletics department. It's going to put our student-athletes in a position to have success early. It's going to rival any in Division I FCS and it will certainly be the best in the United Athletic Conference. We've walked through, visually, every piece of this facility, every hallway, every turn, every nook and cranny, to make sure it's exactly what our coaches need and what our student-athletes need. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Wednesday, November 29th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.